So, Stephen, thank you very much for coming on the show. I know you're extremely busy. Um, now, you've lived between Kelowna and Vancouver. Why did you choose Kelowna, and how did you end up here? Uh, after graduating from law school and working out in Alberta, I wanted to make the move back home. And after high school, played basketball here, went to university at Kelowna. My family's here. So really, it was just a move back home that I'd been always looking to do. And tell us, uh, tell us about your experience in Vancouver. What was that like? I was a lot younger when I was in Vancouver, so definitely a different experience. Kid running around doing... <laughs> children thing so uh big cities a lot though i love going down there i still go down to vancouver for work and work out of our vancouver ferris office but Kelowna is where my heart is and i love the people here so you work for the uh united way you're on the board of directors tell us how you got involved with the united way i got involved with the united way when i moved back here just looking to jump in with them in any role i could uh when i was in calgary i was doing some work with United Way for the workplace campaign at the law firm I was working at in Calgary. And I think what the United Way does is absolutely amazing. So I wanted to do what we could, and I see a lot of room for growth um, with the United Way and what we're planning to do now that I'm on the board there. And we're really excited for the next next things that are going on. So tell us a little bit more about the United Way for people who don't know. It is a charity organization, but what sorts of programs does it do um, in particular here in Kelowna? So United Way is actually a charity in the central South Okanagan, Smilkameen Valley. Um, And what it does is bring funding in and then it actually has other charities in our community apply for grants and funding and explain why they need it, why they need the support. And the United Way has a strong board of professionals that then value and see what's going on, see how much funding they actually need, and see if there's other support that they need. Maybe there's another charity that's doing the same thing in town that we can connect them with so that there's not double overlap and funds are being used to the best ability that they can. Or sometimes they just need more governance themselves so we can direct them and make sure that they get the right board in place to put them in the right direction before they get all these funds and they're not using them as successfully as they should be. So ultimately what the United Way wants to do is build a better community. So whether it's supporting programs and other charities that are trying to stop homelessness and bring people into shelters or children who don't have money to play sports or single mothers who are raising their kids, or poverty, whatever it be. We're looking to find a way to make all these charities the most successful that they can be and using the resources that we have. And how did you get to be on the board of directors? Did you start off as a volunteer, or did you just call someone and say, I want to be on the board? How, how does that work? Uh, a little combination of both. I, I started off in a volunteer role and... Uh, did some work on one of their impact teams, which are awesome. You go into these charities that are applying for grants and funding, and you meet with them and actually have them explain to you why they need this funding, what will happen if they don't get the funding, and find out about their board and what they're doing and what their future plans are, how they might be able to become self-sustaining funding themselves uh, so that we can move some funds to other in-need charities. So I started on one of those impact teams, which is awesome. And I just really think I could bring a lot to the board, so I let them know that, and they interviewed me, and they thought I could bring a lot to it as well, and it was the right fit. So, Does that take a lot of your time, and how long have you been doing that? Officially, I actually just joined the board back in June. Uh, I've been working with them in 
uh, role a bit since April, and um, yeah, it's exciting, and uh, it, it doesn't take up too much of my time. It takes up some time, but it's something that I love to do. So, you know, uh, all these other side community things that I do are things that I'm passionate and that I love and they're for our people here in Kelowna. So that's what I do in my spare time. And uh, I think it goes without saying, if you've got a lot of physical energy, it gives you the opportunity to do things that you're passionate about. Um, You are the co-leader of the November Project. You'll be the third person on this show talking about the November Project. There was uh, Roz Huber and Michelle Dupuis talked about it, but you're the, the co-leader of it. So tell us um, how you, first of all, tell us what the November Project is. November Project is a community free fitness workout every Wednesday morning. We meet at the sales at 629 a.m., uh, at downtown and it's a community workout for everyone and anyone it's created in a way that you could be your first time working out in a decade or you could work out every single day you'll get what you need out of it and be pushed to your limits but in a way that you'll feel included and no one feels like they're being left behind they're in last place we make sure of that and it, it speaks wonders when we hear the stories of how it brings people together new people who come to the city can come out there and automatically meet 50 to 60 new friends they'll be connected i just saw earlier posted on our social group page somebody saying hey i'm going to hike knox mountain at noon who wants to come and all of a sudden now there's a big group of 15 people going to hike knox today at noon and that's something that they've just kind of taken off on their own with so it's an amazing thing that's uh, building not just fitness but a social network social community and just growth for people in our city so it's it's an awesome thing and how did you get to become the leader of that is it because you're in great shape or again did you just call someone and say i want to run this thing well Roz was running on her own for a while and i think she just needed somebody to blame on if things don't go well so uh, i said hey i'll be your scapegoat and she does everything and i just ride her coattails uh, that's what i'll say so tell us about your legal work what sort of law do you do i know there's many different fields there's litigation there's corporate there's estates um what type of legal practice do you do so i'm a solicitor in our firm here we actually have a full range practice here we have litigators in family we have litigators in commercial and employment and then we have solicitors who keep a pretty general uh, practice so that means i do work in corporate general business advising commercial transactions uh, wills and estates preparation real estate both residential and commercial quite a wide range of solicitor work did you decide as a young person that you wanted to be a lawyer or was this something that came to you when you were in university? How, how did you end up becoming a lawyer? Truthful answer, when I was a kid and I watched Jerry Maguire, and uh, he was a sports agent, I was like, I want to be that. And then my mom or something was like, well, you better go to law school. Most sports agents are lawyers first. I'm like, fine, I'll do it. And then all my teachers, too, used to say, you know, I had a knack for just trying to argue a point to death. They're like, you should be a lawyer. I was like, well, I will. And really, it was that. And then other people like Gordon Bombay was a lawyer, and I loved the Mighty Ducks. And so not the typical way that most people kind of get brought into the idea of wanting to be one, but I followed it, and I'm stubborn as heck. So when I decided to make my mind up to that, I ended up here. Do you still have the dream to be a sports agent? 
in the future? It's not something that's off the books. I mean, I know there's lawyers who definitely represent players and uh, help with negotiations and contracts for them. So at some point in my career later on, or if the time ever came that somebody approached me, I would consider it and see if it could work with the practice I have now and I could represent people. That's definitely something I would love to love to dip my foot in and see what it's like. I think it's possible because you're on so many sports uh, things and committees. Um, you're on the UBCO Heat Athletics and also the uh, Okanagan College Basketball Program. Do you play those sports or are you on committees or what do you do for those programs? I still try to play. I don't know if I'm as good as I used to be, but what I do with them is just try to help them as much as I can. The Okanagan College Basketball Program uh, just started up last year their first year was an exhibition year they're going into playing in the pack west um ccaa division next year for their first full year in that league and i'm on the committee that tries to help the funding for that because they actually don't get any of their funding from the college right now the Oakland college basketball program is fully funded by the community so we have to create whatever events we can uh to bring in all the funds to support those student athletes because when you're a student athlete you can't really work a full-time job and go to school because your full-time jobs multiple is your schooling and your basketball uh so that's what i do with them with the ubco heat i work on a couple different committees with them the athletic scholarship breakfast committee so that's one of their keystone events that goes on to help funding for the heat athletics and we've just helped organize that and plan it and then as well we're starting a new initiative for the heat alumni network the current Heat alumni are young. The Heat have only been around for about 10 years. And it's tough to have something like what the UBC Thunderbirds have with the alumni network. So we're trying to find a way to engage alumni now so that we can build that. And 20, 30 years from now, it becomes something truly special that when people are looking at what schools to go to, they're like, maybe I'll go to UBCO because their alumni program is so awesome. I'll be able to find a great job when I come out. They'll support me. And also then you stay connected to your school and you have pride for it. And that's what we really want for the city is just connecting the university, the college, the downtown, the professional world, everything. So you've had a very successful life so far. Can you tell us about a time that uh, you failed and how you recovered from that? <laughs> uh, well, there's a couple times I've failed in my life. I mean, I... I've only got to where I am because of my failures. I rise up. I, when I get beat down, sometimes I'm even ready to quit myself. I find a way to just find that strength from inside. Um, when I was cut from my great basketball team when I was young, and that's one example from when I was young. And then I ended up playing CIS, captain of our team here for two years and setting different records here and there and bringing us our first championship with my whole team because, you know, I didn't really do much on there but um beyond that a really truthful one is uh about before i moved back here one of the reasons i wanted to come back home was because i need the support of my family and that's because i got into a really hard place in my life where i went through a bad depression and i mean it's something that anyone can go through i went through it and if anyone ever feels like they might be going through it or in the future does definitely let me know because uh i will not be able to know what you're going through, but I've been through something myself and I'll be there to support you however I can. And it's a serious thing. So everyone fails no matter what. And I definitely did and was down in the gutter for quite some time. And just 
found a way through community, people, family to rise up past it. So you always got to find that. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, now, it's been a couple of decades since I've had hair like yours. <laughs> your hair looks fantastic. Can you tell us where you get your hair done in the city? Uh, yeah, man-made barbershop downtown, Dan Stewart. He's a wonderful man, and uh, he's my guy. I get it from him all the time and don't know what I'd do without him. I'm pretty sure the only reason I'm ever on the news or anything is because of him. So give credit to him for whenever you see me in pictures or in videos or whatever it be. Well, your headshot is going to be in this podcast, and I think, uh, you know, you're a good advertisement for him, for sure. So tell us what you love most about your job as a lawyer. My favorite thing about my job as a solicitor is I work with all these people, whether it's it's key moments in their lives. Somebody's Even if it's small, somebody buying their first home, that's a small transaction for us, but that's not a small moment in this person's life. And I get to be a part of their team that helps that big moment happen. Beyond that, on bigger transaction levels for us, I'm a part of businesses. I'm part of business from the start when they incorporate all the way to when they're selling their business or merging or making the next large step when they're getting financing because they got this new idea that's going on and they got to work with the bank to bring in financing to just blow up their business. I'm one member of their team. And I mean, I love being a part of teams. You can see it from my sports background. And it's, it's very rewarding to be able to help those teams succeed. And it's not just one of them. I am doing multiple ones throughout a day and it's exciting. And hearing the stories of clients and how happy they are, it's a rewarding job. And tell us the same thing about the city of Kelowna. What do you love most? There's many things to love. Obviously, you've mentioned some of them, but what do you love most about this city? The people. The people are amazing. I mean, they are the reason that I do these different things I do is because I want to connect with them. I want to help this community grow to be even better because I it, how great it is now. It can just keep getting better always and we never want to stop growing. And I'm going to even continue on to a second thing that I love is that it's a playground. I mean, you can, whether it's summer, winter, whatever, find so many, multiple hundred things to do in a day that is just adventurous and fun. And I love that. I mean, I love getting outside, being active, so much to do. All right. So last question, Uh, we would like you to nominate someone, anyone you can think of in the city of Kelowna that uh, you think is an interesting person and you'd love to hear come on this show in the future. Roz Huber nominated you. Uh, so you can't nominate her, but any, anyone you can think of in the city that would be interesting for us to talk to. I'm going to throw two nominations out there just because I want to make sure the second one goes if the first one can't for whatever reason. I don't know if they are not allowed to or what, but the first one would be Mayor Colin Bazran. Uh, th- that guy loves this city more than I do in this community, and he wants to see it succeed so much. So I love hearing that and being a part of that with him. And then the second one is going to be uh, my friend Kurt Jory. That guy, same thing. He's doing some amazing things in this city, works a full-time job, and then also beyond that is just organizing events that our city can enjoy our own community. So those are going to be what I'm going to throw out there. Thanks so much for your time today and for coming on the show. Thank you. I mean, it's a lot of fun to do this, and I love seeing that you're getting out there and talking to amazing people in our community, a lot more interesting than me, and so keep it up. Thank you. 
Luke Mankus is a realtor with Remax Kelowna. He loves what he does. We asked Luke if he had any regrets about moving here in 2011, and he always says, yeah, one regret, and that is he didn't move here sooner. When Luke came here, he didn't know anyone. He didn't know the neighborhoods or anything or anyone besides his daughter, who was six years old at the time. So he knows what it's like. Now, he's an expert and has helped well over 100 single people, couples, families, and investors with their real estate needs in the Okanagan. If you're new to our beautiful city, Luke can help you get connected with great lawyers, dentists, carpenters, landscapers, swimming pool installers, you name it. And whether you're new to Kelowna or not, Luke knows real estate. He can help you find a great property, negotiate a good deal, and hold your hand all the way through the process until the day you get your shiny new set of keys. Luke is known as a no-pressure kind of guy. He's had clients where it took even a year or more to get them into a property. He just doesn't believe in rushing things. On the other hand, when you decide it's time to act, he's diligent, and he'll work day and night until the job is done. Give Luke Make Us a call or a text message at any time, 778-215-4273. Again, that's 778-215-4273, 778-215-4273 to chat with Luke about real estate.